the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. People fleeing into other countries. Some are hearing a comforting sound there. Villages, towns, and cities have been heavily damaged in Ukraine, and 1.2 million people are now refugees, some 700,000 of them in Poland. And that's where Italian pianist David Martello, who normally works in Germany, has a new gig near a border crossing with Ukraine. I'm saying hello to all those people who are coming in. Saying hello at my piano. Martello says he plays so that those crossing from Ukraine can, for a while, put the war behind them. That is Tim McGuire reporting. On Wall Street Friday, the Dow was down by 180 points. This is SRN News. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Aw, man, winter's here, and I missed out on getting my roof done. Did you at least get your siding fixed? Nah, didn't get to that either. Well, I wouldn't worry. Just call JTR Roofing. JTR will give you an estimate and get your project on their calendar for first thing in the spring. There are a ton of roofing and siding companies. Why should I call JTR? First, check out their online reviews, like this one. JTR did the roofing and siding on our house. Fantastic. And conscientious workers. Okay. Or there's this one. I can't say enough about what great guys they are. JTR should be your first and last call. Hmm. Plus, JTR Roofing is also a locally owned company. They stand behind their work, and they'll be there for you in the years to come. JTR Roofing. Sounds like I better give them a call. Visit JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. JTR Roofing, windows, siding, and gutters. JTRRoofingInc.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Welcome, King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Welcome to Spring Break. <laughs> Why do they call it Spring Break when it feels like winter outside? Never know. But anyway, it's Spring Break week up here uh, at uh, St. Cloud State and at many universities, um, which means there's madness happening in uh, beach communities uh, down in the southern part of the United States, and in who knows, maybe they're going maybe they're going further south than that. 
Uh, hope you're having a, a good weekend. Uh, this feels like one of those weekends where you're probably just going to want to stay inside, grab a nice cup of coffee. Mrs. Banyan made me a good one, uh, so let me grab a sip along with you, and then we can uh, we can uh, just have a visit for a couple hours. So let me tell you what the show is today. So first of all, it's Job Saturday. Um, yes, it's Job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show, and it was a jobs report that was really good and really uneventful. It kind of is... I'm surprised by the, by the reaction to it. I expected more. I remember, I I've said this on the show before. My habit is I never I don't watch television during the day. Television is something I do as a wind down activity before I go to bed. Um, typically watching, I don't know, often a spy series. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, Daniel's working the working the boards today. We, we won't we won't make him work too hard, but. Uh, just curious, you know, you probably have a favorite series you're watching right now. Right now, I confess to watching The Righteous Gemstones, which has been hilariously funny. I, I mean, I watched John Goodman, re, you know, read a phone book. Uh, I, I I love John Goodman, but um, but it's been it's been interesting. But that's not only what I do. So I normally don't turn on the TV during the day. It's not allowed in our house. We in fact don't have a TV on the first floor, and and. Uh, so uh, on the main on the main level of our house. So what I do do though is I open up the iPad and watch like from 7:29 to about 7:45 on Jobs Friday when the jobs report comes out. My wife knows I'm going to do that. She typically because no, neither of us like the noise of a television going on in the background. Uh, when I do it, I try to put it on headphones. So I had my headphones on and then she just hears me say, Oh, wow. At seven thirty, as, um, as, uh, uh, Michael McKee on Bloomberg, uh, announces the number of 678,000 jobs, which is 50% above what most of the forecasts were. I think I saw somebody at 500 or 520. I didn't see anybody at that high a number. That took everybody by somewhat of a surprise. Um, I think that this number is is very important. It took people by surprise. Indeed, let me play for you sort of the same reaction I have. I think this person was on like within an hour. Um, now she's not working in the. She works in the policy sector. Her name's Heidi Shireholz. Um, do we have that clip? Maybe I got that wrong. Maybe we don't have that clip yet. Oh, we'll play her later. Never mind. But I was listening. I listened to her come on right away. And the one thing I thought to myself was, 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 yeah, that's my reaction. It's like, oh my gosh, that's just a really, really big number, um, and took us all by surprise. Many of the many of the numbers in the report were really good. The unemployment rate went down to three point eight percent. Uh, and the number of people who are unemployed fell as well. Um, so, so the unemployment rate pre-pandemic was three and a half percent. We're now at three point eight percent. Now, you, my listeners are really smart. They can call us at at six five one two eight nine four four seven seven six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Or you can reach out to us through Twitter using the hashtag pound KBRS. I monitor it. I monitor that channel during the show. You can reach me also uh, with my hashtag at or my uh, username at Banyan Show. Uh, Banyan, every other letter is an A. But what you'll see is what you'll see is a lot of people look at looking for immediately here. They're like, well, yeah, that number went up. You know, that unemployment rate came down, but what happened to the labor force participation rate, right? And what happened to what happened was the participation rate ticked up another one-tenth of percent. So it went from 61.9 in December to 62.2 in, in January to 62.3 in February in the most recent number. Now, that labor force participation rate is still well below. It's a full percentage point below where it was uh where it was at 60 
1.1, pre-pandemic. So we're still missing, in terms of labor force participation, we're still missing something on the order of about 2.8 to 3 million workers from where we would have been before. And in terms of employment, we're actually missing more than that, somewhere between 4.5 and 6.5, depending on what you think would have happened as the counterfactual. Had COVID not happened, where would those numbers be right now? And none of us really know. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, you know, when you say, wow, that's a pretty big range. It's like, yeah, it is. But you're talking about a population that has about a quarter of a billion uh, working age population. And we're arguing about out of uh, 250, 255 billion, uh, 263 billion, or 263 million, excuse me, 263 billion people who are in the civilian non-institutional population who might be available to work. We're talking about a difference between two, between two, between about a one to two million out of that number. So it's in the third significant digit that we're talking about here it's not that not that big a, a difference but nonetheless it's a good sized number the unemployment rate is at the lowest rate it was since the pandemic okay to get back to the low threes would take a fair amount of work still but a lot of the story has to be what's happening with those workers who left the labor force and what will it mean to bring them back? I've been talking to groups about this. I was talking. I mentioned last week. I think I talked to a, a group of uh, uh, estate planners. Uh, I talked to. I'll, I'll talk a little bit more during this hour. I, I was visiting. I visited a Rotary this week and gave a, and gave their gave a talk for them. I do these talks fairly regularly, and and as much as I have something I want to say, I listen to. What questions are they asking? What are they interested in right now? Because that tells me what the next presentation ought to have in it. Um, yeah, I sometimes get some questions. You go, hmm, that's not a great question. But, but almost every time I go out, I hear one question. I'm like, oh, that needs to be in the next presentation. Um, uh, one of the things I, I work on when I'm, when I'm hiring uh, uh, faculty uh, as professors, one of the things I want to check is, do they listen well? Do they hear questions well? Because if they don't, they're probably not good professors. Okay, so if the, you ask them one question and they answer a different question, it means that either they didn't hear your question or they didn't know the answer to your question and decided to cover it up by just answering the question they wanted. That's got, That, by the way, is a very common trick in politics. But anyways, I look at, the, I look at those numbers and that, that labor force participation rate looks pretty good. Uh, the number of people who are who are working part time for economic reasons went up by four hundred and eighteen thousand workers. That's a big, that's a big big number. And I thought most interesting, and I tweeted this out for for you at the uh, 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 at my uh, on my my feed at pound kbrs. I, I listed this to you. The, the share of workers who said they did not work in the last four weeks due to the pandemic fell by 1.8 million workers between January and February. That might be the biggest news of all. So the number of people saying that they were doing, they, that they had, they had stopped, they were not working because of the pandemic. 1.8 million fewer said that from 6 million to 4.2 million. I think it's fair to say with all the all the news about uh, places dropping mass mandates and so forth that that Omicron is is waning. There's no question about that. There is legitimate concern to in my mind there's a legitimate concern to what might come next. But that but that said it's pretty clear that people are being willing to go back to work. And you can see that. You can see that in the data. You can see in the data that one place that did very well, we'll do the we'll do the sector by sector breakdown in the next segment. 
But one place that did really, really, really well in the data was leisure and hospitality. On the job side, in the payroll report, those numbers went up went up by, I want to say, about 180,000 workers. Hang on quickly. I'll, I'll flip over quickly to check on that. Leisure has 179,000 workers. Um, so, boy, that was pretty good, King. Um, so that's a, that's, that's a big increase. That's a good, that's a good news, bad news sort of thing. But that at, ad of 179,000 workers is, is, again, it's a huge number. But up and down the screen, we had workers who left the labor force in January, were not, were, were, were on, probably on temporary layoff because of Omicron. Hey, Maybe you were working remotely for the for a few weeks. You decided to go back to remote work. Um, I saw I saw some of that around even this community in St. Cloud, and then and then all of a sudden February comes and people are like, yeah, we're on the other side of this. This will be okay. We'll 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 deal with that. So the jobs report on the household side, which is not the not the six seventy eight, but the three point eight percent unemployment rate pretty much unqualified good news up and down the line there people dug more into the payroll data and they were kind of like looking for bad news and all the good news i don't think that was a really good use of one's time but we'll tell you more about that right after this you are listening to the king banyan show on a job saturday on the biz 14 Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Before Bamboo HR, (laughs) I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, (laughs) it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. 
Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. The Salvation Army's annual food drive is happening right now. Please help by donating food or money or by hosting a food drive. Learn more at 2millionpounds.org. That's 2millionpounds.org. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever Welcome back to King Banky's show on the Biz 1440. Glad to be with you today on a job Saturday with a pretty good jobs report. I mentioned it during the previous segment. Uh, we had this. Uh, we had someone come on and, uh, on uh, on. This was on CNBC, and I I believe. And oh, let me let me double check. I hate. I hate to get that that sort of thing wrong, uh, but um, no, I take that back. On Bloomberg uh, Television, uh, yeah, yesterday morning, Heidi Scharholz, uh, she's the president of the Economic Policy In- Institute, center left uh, place uh, that does a lot of work, particularly thinking about uh, employment issues for uh, unionized workers. But but she. She was uh, like practically gushing about this jobs report, and, and I actually I have to say, even though I probably don't agree with her terribly often politically, I had the same reaction when I first read it too. Let's go ahead and play this clip, cut number two. This was a an extraordinarily strong report. That I I mean I I slacked my colleagues immediately when I saw the numbers. I was going, this is just an astonishingly strong recovery. We have now regained more than nine out of every 10 jobs that were lost. This is, it, it's just, we, there, there's, still a, there's still a gap to fill in, you know, depending on how you measure the counterfactual, the total gap in the labor market right now is somewhere between 4.5 and 6.5 million jobs. So we're not done yet, but the gap is closing astonishingly fast. And to get to that point let me just here's here's how broad broadly it is is happening what are the numbers i don't talk about this uh, every job saturday but i but i think i should on this one there is something called a diffusion index and the diffusion index just tells us the number of in, a percentage of industries which have employment rising plus one half of those that have employment that are flat so it can lie between one zero and 100 and last month it was at 61.1%, which is pretty good. 76.6% of the 256 private industries grew employment in the last month. So it's not like a little thing here or a little thing there. It is all over the place. Legion Hospitality, as I mentioned, up 179,000 workers. One thing that I thought was uh, was uh, very important is that... Uh, was that the healthcare sector actually grew 94,200 workers, which has been a place where, where there's been a struggle, but but we're beginning to see more workers go into the healthcare and social assistance sector, um, little by little. I, I I usually watch temporary help services. They actually didn't move so much, which kind of which kind of was a bit of a surprise for me. Maybe the only number I thought that was a bit a bit on the negative side uh, as a negative part for me uh, on uh, manufacturing that that came in at 36,000 versus 16,000 months before and that was including the drag on motor vehicles and parts because it's been impossible to get to get parts you had the, you had the uh, trucker convoy in, in Canada slowing down the ability of some of some factories in Michigan to produce cars because they relied on parts that were coming from Canada. Uh, so they were down 18,000 workers. That was a drag on the number. And despite all that, despite that, <clears throat> the number of jobs in the manufacturing sector, the growth doubled from, from uh, 
from January 16,000 to 36,000 in in February. Construction employment jumped up to 60,000 workers. It added 60,000 workers in February. Now remember, this is all seasonally adjusted stuff. It was up 7,000 in January. I think reasonably I think based on my my understanding of the weather not just here but around the country construction had problems in January because of weather. Um the fact that they added 7,000 jobs in a very cold month is is a pretty strong testimony to how strong the construction industry is right now. People want houses. People are trying to get those houses bought, get those mortgages locked in. They can see interest rates going up. They follow the Fed just like you do here on the Biz 1440. They're following interest rates and they're thinking, "Doggone it! I gotta get my, I gotta get my, uh, my my house now." So, so a gain of sixty thousand workers in construction. It's a very volatile number. That number is not likely to continue from month to month but just listen the last three months with revisions at 92 uh, plus 92,000 for December and January 588,000 jobs in December 481,000 jobs in January 678,000 jobs in in the most recent in the most recent uh, uh, numbers um the downside of the downside of it all, in my mind at least, is the Fed is still adding reserves to the system. We're still producing more uh, more reserves now. With the turbulence in Ukraine, perhaps that makes some sense, but it wasn't what I would do. But. But I can. It isn't what I would do. I'd be stopping uh, adding reserves. I'd stop quantitative easing. I would have stopped it. I'd have stopped it three months ago. But but yet they are still adding to to that number. So um, let's let's listen to a couple other uh, pieces done on the uh, done here. Um, Sarah Malik. Uh, she is a she's a strategist for Nuveen Investment. Uh, on CNBC, they have a panel that that comes on right at 7:30 and reacts to the jobs report. So they get first reactions from people. This was Ms. Malik's uh, cut number four, please. Yeah, one month isn't going to make a trend, but we're encouraged. Average hourly earnings, probably more uh, growth on the services side. And also that labor force participation rate is key. We saw some of that pick up last month. We need to get supply back into the work- workforce. This is not a demand issue. It's a tight supply issue. The more that people come back into work into the workforce, I think this alleviates the pressure. If you look at the Fed, the one thing that we're all relying on is economic growth. A strong labor market, strong earnings can help us offset some of the issues that we're seeing in Russia. And now maybe perhaps some alleviation of inflation going forward. All of that is very positive. So, yeah, let me grab let me grab that. I heard that and I'm like, let me think about that, because you've told me you've added a lot of workers in leisure and hospitality. What one thing we know is those folks make less money, right? So the average wage, the average hourly earnings in Legion Hospitality is seventeen bucks an hour, versus if you're in construction, you make thirty-one dollars an hour. Um, that's the average hourly earning numbers from from the most recent report: seventeen twenty-two in Leisure and Hospitality, thirty-one sixty-two in construction, uh, retail trade nineteen. So if you're adding a lot of Legion Hospitality jobs. That's going to be a drag. That's changing the mix of jobs from which you're extracting that signal of wages. And that that number tends to be dragged down in months when you've got leisure and hospitality increasing. If I go and look at, at goods producers, um, I added 14 cents to the wage. I added 14 cents in uh, – 17 cents in construction – this month versus and 20 cents in the previous month in construction and manufacturing i added six cents uh versus 10 cents in in january i'm just looking at the at the changes um if i go to retail trade added a dime to the average to the average hourly earnings uh and and added 12 cents the previous month little bit less but they're still positive the only and indeed in leisure and hospitality, it too was up ten cents. 
in, in, in versus being down four cents in January. So that number kind of turned around. As I look, I, I'm, I'm trying to find one that actually went down, some sector that went down in the month, and I, I'm i still looking, and I don't see one any... I take that back. Uh, uh, in the utility sector, that wage actually went down. But that's such a small part of our economy. So it's a, I'm pretty sure that is a... That is a problem of the mix of jobs in the economy. It is not that wages are falling. So if it makes the Fed feel a little better and, and gives them a reason on which they're going to say in a couple of weeks that uh, they're going to raise 25 basis points rather than 50 basis points, well, they're going to raise 25 because, because uh, shocking to me, Jay Powell said we intend to raise 25 basis points in March. Our current plan is to raise 25 basis points in March, to which I thought, then just do it now. What are you waiting on? You guys know how to hold a conference call. You've had intermeeting raises and intermeeting cuts. Yes, I know. The last intermeeting raise was 1994. It's okay. There's still a history there. And some of the people that are there were working for the Fed back in 1994. So, so it's not like you don't know the history. You could do that. But the concerns on wages, eh, I'm not quite as concerned about that. Let's uh, let's take a break here. We'll come back with uh, with more reaction from Wall Street and from uh, Charles Evans, who's the uh, Federal Reserve Bank president for the Federal Reserve of Chicago. We'll have that as well coming up after these messages on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Taking care of Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And of I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Everyone has important numbers a phone number, a year you were born, even your anniversary. At Appliance Renew, giving our customers savings up to 50% off is one of our important numbers. Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We sell brand new scratch and ding name brand appliances. Our inventory of over 250 appliances changes weekly. I put all appliances through a 20-point inspection, checking that all components, belts, and lines are running at peak performance. Appliance Renew is locally owned and operated in beautiful downtown Farmington. Visit ApplianceRenew.com or give me a call at 612-564-9207. It's worth the trip to downtown Farmington in the South Metro for savings up to 50% off. 
brand new scratch and ding appliances. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. Job Saturday on the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening. Uh, coming up next hour, could we actually end up with $200 a barrel oil? Well, might. Have to think about it and have to think about why we would, why would we want to do that? And also, we'll, we'll, there were a couple cuts in uh, an interview yesterday on CNBC between Steve Leesman and Charles Evans of the, uh, of the Chicago Federal Reserve, that it was clear, it was clear he got through that uh, Evans, President Evans, who's been in the job for a long time, is apparently an enjoyable person who either Mitch Berg on the Northern Alliance Radio Network has met or knows someone that knows him pretty well because we've had a Charles Evans discussion discussion once. I've never actually introduced myself to him. I've been in, I've been in a meeting and a, a couple uh, seminars in which he was present. But I, I've never actually met him. Just, but he can get, he, he get, you can, there's a look he has when he's like sort of like processing things for you in his head and just sort of sharing with you what he's thinking right at that moment. He had one of those moments on screen, uh, which, which was both delightful and, and, and like, hmm, I wonder what his communications team thinks of this. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that probably next hour. But let's get back to the jobs report. Um, so we've talked about the participation rate. We've talked about leisure and hospitality. We've talked about we've talked about the wage numbers, and I think those are pretty interesting. Let me get another cut here. This is uh, Tyler Goodspeed, who was on the Council of Economic Advisors for President Trump. Now works for the Cato Institute and is a faculty member, I believe, at Stanford. Or at least when I saw a picture, the, the picture of him, his background was a. Uh, was the Stanford campus? I actually know where that shot was taken, uh, and and uh, he had to say this about the jobs report cut number five, please. Right. So I think there is going to be some fiscal drag, although as Austin noted, consumers are sitting on an, on more than two trillion dollars in accumulated surplus savings over the past two years, and uh, I'm I'm actually more concerned about the the drag from the the rising prices. And so real wages have been declining. They probably declined again last month. Some some of that would have been due to compositional issues, as as Steve mentioned. But it's going to be hard to sustain personal consumption expenditures at the level that we've been seeing, given the price pressures. So if you look at the data right now for weekly earnings, remember, your paycheck moves for two things. One, you get a, pay, you get a wage increase or a salary increase. And then secondly, at least for an hourly worker, the number of hours you work matters, too. If I have, if I have to have some of my staff work overtime... Because because I have someone out sick and I say I'm just going to need you to stay. Can I have you? Can you stay for us an extra two hours? I have to give them some more income. So if I put those things together, real weekly earnings was up three tenths of a uh, three tenths of a percent month over month, and then over the last year up five point four percent. That sounds good, right? Five point four percent increase in my pay. That sounds great, but. What happens when I see that my prices for everything I want to buy are going up? How do I feel about my my wages when it turns out I had um, when it turns out that uh, I see the price of a gallon of gas go up another dime at the at the pump? Um, what happens when I go to the store and I look look to go buy my uh, what's something I would buy regularly? Okay, I. I'm a peanut butter addict, so I would buy. We buy we buy lots of peanut butter, and I did notice that the price of peanut butter went up by almost ten percent uh, at the store we buy it at um, last week. It was like, oh, well, that used to be that used to be uh, three ninety nine. Now it's four thirty nine. Hmm. So it was up almost exactly ten percent. That's why I remembered it was was it was a ten percent increase. But we're seeing that up and down. I mean. Heck, my 
my grocery bill, I look at and I go, and this is what we need to feed two of us? Right? I got no kids at home anymore. Um, that feels like a lot. So if you if you look at that uh, in the in, in the newsletter that uh, that, that Peter Bookwire puts out, um, as the U two song goes, uh, many are running to standing still. Right, you're running, getting more work, you're getting a pay raise, you're looking for another job, you're quitting. We didn't mention this yet, but the quit the share of people in the job market who have quit their jobs as a share of all the people unemployed, is now at 15%. So when you tell me 3.8% of them, 3.8% of our workers are um, are unemployed, it's like, yeah, they are, but but 3.8% are, but 6.6 of the 3.8, 15%, left their last job. They were they were not on temporary layoff. Just to give you a feel for that, the number of so the unemployment rate in February of last year twenty one was and I'm doing I'm doing math quickly in my head dangerous six point two percent of that six point two percent four point one percent had lost their last job or had been on a temporary job and the temporary job ended. The two other categories are the people who re-enter the labor force and the people who are entering the labor force for the first time. That last new entrant number is pretty typically just driven by demographics. That's typically just the group of people who are coming in because they just turned age 16 or, 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 and, and are adding to the labor force, subtracting off uh, some estimate of the number of workers who, who have died and, and are no longer, of course, in the labor force. So if you, if you look at that number and there's where you... There, there's where you get that. But that reentrant number has been pretty steady at 1.2, 1.3, and, 1.2. And when I talk to people about what what is the natural rate of unemployment, that churn of reentry and new entrants around 1.5% to 2%, that's the one that will be there no matter what. If there's nobody that ever quits a job and nobody ever that loses a job, you're going to have people stepping out of the labor force to, to not work for a while, Maybe to take care of a child, or, or, or take just take a sabbatical of some kind, and then you've got people who are entering the labor force. That's there, but the number of people who are in the labor force who were job leavers is now gone up by fifty percent. So that right now the number of people who've left jobs in the last month to go look for a new one was nine hundred sixty-three thousand workers. Go back, go back one year, and that's at seven hundred thousand workers. So that's a pretty significant increase in the number of people have, that that have done that. Why are they doing that? They're doing that because they believe they can get a higher wage or better working conditions some other place. And while they're in fact doing that, while they're doing that, prices are rising. And and so I go back and look at that that weekly that weekly wage number, uh, and let me see if I can go find that number again. Ugh, I must have closed that window. Hang on a second. Uh, let me pop that one back open. I go back there and I look at that weekly pay packet. If I go back a year ago, and I say I worked in the manufacturing sector, I had eleven hundred and sixty dollars a a week for pay. That was my that was that was my weekly earnings pre tax. Go to post tax. That's twelve. That's now twelve hundred and eighty. Say twelve hundred eighty-seven dollars. I've got a hundred twenty-seven dollar increase. That's pretty good. I probably am keeping keeping up with inflation there. But go to say leisure and hospitality. A year ago, a year ago, three hundred sixty-three dollars. Now four hundred twenty-three. That's probably okay. Go to retail trade. 550 if if you work in a in, in retail 556 was your pay in February 21 now it's 587 that's not keeping up with inflation those folks are going are are, are going backwards in wholesale they they've gone up about 7% so they're just kind of standing still okay and that standing still probably just doesn't feel very good at all so, yes, it was a great jobs report. 
Um, let me play you another clip. This was Jan Hatzius, um, I believe, on... Uh, I don't remember which station it was on. I'll check and say that when we get to the end of this. But what? What? Uh, but he was on talking about the jobs report, and he just really couldn't find much negative to say about it. Uh, so let's talk. Let's look at cut number ten, please, uh, Daniel. There was a strong report, clearly, both in terms of payroll employment and the decline in the unemployment rate by by two tenths increase in labor force participation. So I think quite a strong statement that we're making continued rapid progress on employment. At the same time, the average hourly earnings number much lower than expected although much of that was probably in noisier categories. If you just focused on production and non-supervisory workers, it was a moderate increase. But, you know, at the margin, I'd say it reduces slightly the concerns about labor market overheating. Which I, which I find interesting and maybe true. I, I, I have more concerns about it, apparently, than he does. Let me follow on. This is Hatsius as well, and this was indeed on Bloom. This is, this is indeed on CNBC. This is cut number 11. Well, I think we can go significantly lower, but the question, so I don't think there's, there's like a physical constraint that would, would keep us from going down to the low twos, uh, to, the, to the low threes, but I think it will mean further acceleration probably in, in wage growth, or at least continued wage growth above levels that are ultimately consistent with 2% inflation. So in order for us to bring more workers in, this is the, this is the key point about this. As long as, we sh- as long as we believe in many sectors that the real wage, the wage adjusted for inflation, has not risen, as long as we believe that, then I don't see how the labor supply issue really gets fixed. I think you have to eventually figure out how to bring them bring workers back into the labor force, and it's likely to be a combination of you've got to pay them more, and you have to do something to help them with their with their work conditions, and perhaps provide them with flexible schedules that allows your workers to work from home. Now, if you're in leisure and hospitality. That's probably not an option for you. And so there you would expect wages to go up a lot faster. But there may be other sectors on the professional, you know, in professional services where wages go up slower, but you get lots of reports of uh, flexible scheduling and the impact that has on a number of businesses, a number of businesses that are downsizing their, their footprint in terms of the number of square footage, the, the amount of square footage of their office space that they're that they're hiring. I think those are, are pretty important important points to make. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll transition a little bit to uh, Mr. Evans uh, from the Chicago Fed and talk about talk about what he thought about, about the jobs report as well. Uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are. But I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor Kay, checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty microphone? Not here, you haven't. It sounds something like this. No good, right? But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios and this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms, they're always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at forevercleaning.com. That's the number 4, EVRcleaning.com. Or call 763-807-9817 to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Ah, man, winter's here, and I missed out on getting my roof done. Did you at least get your siding fixed? Nah, didn't get to that either. 
Well, I wouldn't worry. Just call JTR Roofing. JTR will give you an estimate and get your project on their calendar for first thing in the spring. There are a ton of roofing and siding companies. Why should I call JTR? First, check out their online reviews, like this one. JTR did the roofing and siding on our house. Fantastic. And conscientious workers. Okay. Or there's this one. I can't say enough about what great guys they are. JTR should be your first and last call. Hmm. Plus, JTR Roofing is also a locally owned company. They stand behind their work, and they'll be there for you in the years to come. JTR Roofing. Sounds like I better give them a call. Visit JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. JTR Roofing, windows, siding, and gutters. JTRRoofingInc.com. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. GodTube.com, inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. We were having an argument. I don't know if John's down there with with you, uh, Daniel, but uh, we were having an argument uh, among uh, some of the uh, Narnians uh, about about, uh, greatest rock songs. And, and, you know, so someone had to throw out Stairway to Heaven. Is it even the best rock anthem? You know? And I, and and so you know I, I'm partial to Bohemian Rhapsody, but I thought, well, Bohemian Rhapsody is a, is about seven eight years later, and it's, so it's a lot, lot different. But I was thinking, okay, choose between Stairway to Heaven and Layla, which were written within a year of each other and recorded about the same time. Um, you know. The song you chose is very good there too. I was just thinking about, I was thinking about that. I was thinking you made me remember that conversation. I argue Layla's a better song, um, but uh, but you know I'm sure people will come at me in Twitter now. That's fine. You can you can drag me. Use the hashtag poundkbrs. Okay, I'll 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 fight over that one. Layla Layla is a better anthem than Stairway to Heaven. Um, all right, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. If you want to say say it to me over the air. Uh, Ken and Champlin asked on uh, on Twitter, uh, is there a way to get an idea of the impact of how many jobs were lost due to work from home and to isolate how many jobs come back as companies bring back bring workers back to offices? Uh, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be tough to do that, Ken. I find the best way I've been doing it, I was just visiting with someone on a, uh, who, who, we've worked with here at the university in studying tourism and we've been using a lot of data from google mobility which will allow me to look at the number of times your cell phone goes to work um i don't think we've got a lot of that yet it, it is it's a little creepy it's a little it's a little bit uh it's a little bit big brotherish to do that but we actually know where your phone sleeps at night or google and apple probably know where your phone sleeps at night, knows where your workplace is. And Google, at least, has been releasing data to show how often you go to work. Now, I live in St. Cloud. I do not live in a place that's got lots of corporate headquarters like the Twin Cities do. And even here, Android phones are at a workplace, even now, about 10 to 12% less than they were two two years ago. Now, is that definitive? 
they didn't lose their job. They might be just working remotely. I, I have family members that are working remotely uh, for four days a week, maybe just going into the office one day a week to and just focused on meetings at that time. There's a lot of that happening, too. Is that job destruction? I don't know. It certainly is job change. That's for sure. Um, anyway, uh, I, I hope that I hope that's a part of an answer to your question, Ken. I don't think it's a perfect answer because the perfect answer requires data that we simply don't have. Uh, 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments. Uh, yesterday on CNBC, I, I've talked about this a little bit. Let me play you the first uh, uh, cut of this, and we'll just, we'll just jump to the – we'll jump and do a, uh, more of it after the break. Charles Evans, he's the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, was brought on. And the first question he's being asked is, what's going on with uh, the jobs report? Let's play this cut number six, please, Daniel. Well, it does seem like a very strong uh, jobs number, and I think the uh, string of job numbers has been, you know, quite good for some time. And we saw revisions to last year that smoothed out the unevenness. And so I think the labor market is in a very solid position, um, you know, for the U.S. economy going forward. I think that workers are benefiting from, you know, strong demand and able to enjoy uh, stronger wages. And I expect that that's going to continue. And. And so the question is, what does that mean for the for the uh, what does the jobs report mean for what they're planning to do at the Fed? I mean, that's an open question. Let's play one more cut of him. Cut number seven, please. Charles Evans yesterday on CNBC. There's a lot more uh, detail out there when you talk to people. I've been out talking, um, listening to business contacts quite quite a lot. I talked to a Rotary Club just the other day and. You know, you, you look at what small businesses are experiencing or just walking around and, um, yeah. you know, listening to people. You can overhear people, you know, saying, wow, they just can't find workers here, can they? And that's why, you know, service is down. Have you thought that, too? Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's no way for me to, to say anything other than it's a very tight labor market. There's plenty of evidence of that. Indeed, one last little statistic from the jobs report. We're going to leave the jobs report uh, here the U6 unemployment rate ticked up one-tenth of percent. You want to know why? I think this is actually good news because the number of people going back into work and finding part-time work and taking it for economic reasons has gone, went up. Okay? So I do think there are jobs coming back on. They're not all full-time jobs. There you go. Uh, good music. Uh, but they are jobs that uh, people need to take. Great. It's a good job support, strong growth. I don't think the wage number meets what, what, what the top line number says. You should be paying attention to that. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Imagine doing one thing that gave you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. I'm Dinesh D'Souza, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour in November of 2022. You'll gain firsthand insight into Israel's fascinating past, and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps and touch the Western Wall. Sail on the Sea of Galilee. Book this tour today. Call 855-565-5519 or book online at standwithisraeltour.com. We wanted a four-wheel drive SUV, so we just stopped at Invergrove Hyundai, and we like what we see. And obviously the same day even, I bought one. Hi, this is Gary in Maplewood, and that started the relationship with uh, Invergrove Hyundai, and I'm on my third Hyundai since. I've bought at least 20 new cars, and in all the dealerships that I've dealt with, I've never felt more at home and appreciated than I have with Invergrove Hyundai. I would just say that anybody looking for a vehicle, give uh, Invergrove Hyundai a shot at it. You'll be happy you did. I would more than highly recommend Invergrove Hyundai. I'm a partner of theirs forever, just for the way I was treated at, uh, at their dealership. I, I just can't say enough. Every new Hyundai, like the 2022 Santa Fe, comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. Check out their new inventory arriving daily at InvergroveHyundai.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. 
Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Your feet will stay warm in the cooler weather with insulated waterproof boots from Jets Shoes. Jets takes the time to measure your feet and make sure you have the right boots for whatever you're doing. Whether you need safety or regular toe styles, the friendly specialists at Jets Shoes know what will work for you. Shop a local 70-year family-owned store. Visit their Spring Lake Park location or online at JetsShoes.com. Remember, Jets Mobile Shoe Service can bring the store to you. If the shoe fits, you've been to check. Your exclusive three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.